Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski from the future. From the future of, well, no, by the time, I'm not sure I agree. By the time this comes out, then it will be the past. You from the past, right? No, I'm from, it's me from the future of 2015. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh. And we do, in fact, have three guests with us who will now introduce themselves in alphabetical order, starting with Alex. Thank you. Hi, I'm Alex Clark. Hey, I'm Doug Gobeski. And I'm Paul Wilcox. That went as seamlessly as could be expected. Thanks, guys. But I, I would like to note that I am from the future past, just to get that all straightened up. <laughs> the days of future past? Yes. yes. The uh, X-Men universe? Yeah, yeah. Or right. the Moody Blues album. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what made you think that Alex could possibly be referring to a Moody Blues album? <laughs> yeah. Well, because there's no way I've seen the X-Men movie. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I don't get it, Adam. How can 2015 be the future? 2015 is now. Well, because today is not actually the day, but let's pretend that today is <laughs> the day that Marty McFly goes back to the future. Or the, or the day he goes to in the future. Yeah. Okay. He, I, yeah, I guess he doesn't go he back. Goes... No, he goes back. I'm sure, pretty sure he goes there multiple times, doesn't he? Uh, I think he only goes once, doesn't he? Well, they use the phrase Back to the Future at least twice in the movie Back to the Future 2. But it's really the only, really when he goes to 2015 is the only time he's not going back to the future. He's just going to the future. He's, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Really, I'm just here for a copy of the Almanac. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I guess Biff goes back to the future. Oh, okay. Somebody yeah. does. That's true. It'll have to do. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, the future has finally arrived. Uh, the big day that Back to the Future Part 2 takes place in, which is uh, what date, Charlie? October 21st, 2015. I thought you were going to play the clip. Oh, yeah, well, we can play the clip, too. Hey, guys, we have a new feature. I can actually play clips of things. What? Is this going to be a clip show? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but clips of other people. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> what the hell was that? Taxi cab. What do you mean a taxi cab? I thought we were flying. Precisely. All right, Doc, what's going on, huh? Where are we? When are we? We're descending toward Hill Valley, California at 429 p.m. On Wednesday, October 21st, 2015. 2015? You mean we're in the future? Future, Marty, what do you mean? How can we be in the future? Uh, Jennifer, um... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to listen to the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the, well, I thought there was another, like, 90 minutes in that clip. <laughs> it does bring up two things that happen in this movie a lot one of which is telling us what date it is or what date they're going to and then repeating themselves over and over like incredulously 2015 I, so, what do you mean 2015 so you're saying it's just like your podcast <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes extremely popular i will say having rewatched the movie this weekend for the first time in like 10 years 
it is now really, really hard to watch certainly the first 10 minutes or so without thinking of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I realized how much Doc Brown influences uh, Rick's uh, pattern of speech, particularly when he's knocking out Jennifer. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. and Marty's like, Marty's like, what the hell, man? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then the way Doc Brown's like, "Oh, I had to, I had to do it, Marty." Uh, uh, like, oh or just yeah. later, I guess later than he says that he couldn't knock out young like Marty Junior for long enough because he knocked out Jennifer. Right. <laughs> this is a lot. If we, when you start looking at this movie and not having seen it for the first time, there's just a lot of things that don't quite make sense or a lot of things that are just explained away really quickly i thought that was kind of one of the weird ones it's like oh sure why wouldn't the knockout thing have some sort of limited power that could only be used once and needed to be recharged (laughs) so uh paul yes as a young child what did what did 2015 mean to you when this movie came out well it seemed it seemed first of all totally rad that's for sure. <laughs> I I was really expecting all of the cool things, hoverboards, dehydrated pizza, uh, a Jaws franchise that never stops. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Max Spielberg, I, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Steven Spielberg's actual son named Max, uh, or is it just a random name? I assume it's his cousin. <laughs> Still, Steven Spielberg, he just changed his name to Max. He's Maximum Spiel- Spielberg now. <laughs> that's, that's the it's the future. Company. Achieved his full Maximum Spielberg. <laughs> Maximum Spielberg. Max power. <laughs> oh, actually, yes. Steven Spielberg's son is named Max. Okay, so it's sort huh. of like a, by the way, kid, this is what you're going to be doing with your life. <laughs> Sort of thing. (laughs) Max Samuel Spielberg, uh, born in 1985, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. June 13th, 1985. Wow. That is is John Shank's birthday. (laughs) Well, modulo to 1985, but... Okay, all right. Not the the exact date of birth. (laughs) Yeah, no. That would have been impressive. But he can also observe his birthday on Joe Piscopo Day. <laughs> I like that it's Joe Piscopo Day. <laughs> it's not his birthday. It's the day. Anyway, Charlie, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't notice that Doc Brown, wearing his future clothes, was wearing a transparent yes. plastic tie. Well, Something you well, might easily uh... miss. All right. Well, it's start to start time to start that trend here, right? And here and now, we then just to, capitalize yeah. on it. Right? <laughs> I think, really I, think I can get behind it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the transparent tie a little more than the popular double tie. It just really weirds me out seeing two ties. <laughs> Let's have two ties side by side so they don't cover the buttons. <laughs> It was a pretty bold attempt to predict fashion because ties really haven't changed in like a hundred years, like up to nineteen eighty five. There wasn't really a lot of changes. Like what about the ascot? Okay. Well we experimented with the ascot and 
Aren't thin ties in now? Yes. And, yeah. and, Adam, and Adam, I'm sure you'd know a lot about bolo ties, right? You see a lot of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, it comes up a lot in suburban Arizona. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. People think in there they're hip. Uh, you know. Talking to Joe Bob Briggs on the street. <laughs> and uh, one thing I noticed uh, hasn't happened yet, but could also, is that uh, according to Doc Brown, people wear their pants inside out. <laughs> that's how the kids wear which uh only if laundry day is coming up well i thought it was interesting how he almost predicted crisscross but not quite <laughs> <laughs> and when we saw crisscross we're like oh it's happening gradually <laughs> hey we, hey we got hoverboards that's true we, did. we do well, yeah. yeah in a manner yes wait we have hoverboards yeah well yeah there... did you not back that kickstarter uh no explain details so it's an actual hoverboard that works and it uses magnets but the downside is it doesn't just work on any surface you basically got to have like a metal plate down ah yeah so if you build a skate park with a just everything is just coated in metal then yeah it'll work (laughs) that won't that'll never go wrong (laughs) oiled up metal And then why don't we have uh, jackets that can fit themselves to us and, and dry themselves? What's up with that? That's right. That has to be much less expensive than making different sizes of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> with the extra long uh, sleeves. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nike cording themselves up. Nike released the shoes that they have. That's true. Yes, they have the shoes. Nike oh, really? released the shoes. Yep. Pepsi apparently is releasing a very limited edition of Pepsi Perfect. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's the Jaws 19 trailer. Wait, what? I missed that one. Oh, yeah. Universal released a trailer for Jaws 19. <laughs> By the way, Jaws 19, just, I don't know why I'm so fixated on Jaws 19, but it's just so bizarre to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> every, every movie would have 19 sequels like it already does? Well,. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, so acknowledging that uh, Robert Zemeckis clearly was not going for an accurate prediction of the future, so much as a fun one, but there's like four years between the first two Jaw movies, and then like six years between 2 and 3D, and then like four years between 3D and The Revenge, at which point apparently we decided we were going to have a Jaws movie every other year (laughs) in order to get to 19. Yeah. That's 15 in 30 years. <laughs> I mean, I realize Max Spielberg needs something to do, but... <laughs> We're going to have to buy a bigger, bigger, bigger boat. <laughs> the biggest boat. <laughs> what if we bought a smaller boat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jaws 16, the smaller boat. <laughs> or Dimple, we can get around the Jaws that way. <laughs> Uh, one thing I thought that I was uh, impressed that the movie did predict correctly, though, was the uh, flat screen TVs mounted on walls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was I had written down I was about to complain about the uh, TVs were terrible. But then they later came in and explained that that TV was broken. That, <laughs> that window <laughs> really? screen was broken. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, these standard deaf TVs that have mounted on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have standard definition in 2015. <laughs> well, I guys. do like the three fax machines that he gets fired with. So. <laughs> Including one in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they still use fax machines in Japan? 
do they? I think they do for most of their business they, transactions. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're they're so they definitely usually like the, the They're also mounted in closets in Japan. But do you think probably it's like a I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against that. Like, do, do you think that? The, and I think. And I think fax is like a, a formal way of like sending and uh, receiving documents in like the government here. That's why like most government agencies still have like fax lines. I've definitely yeah. faxed a lot of documents to the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, but the government doesn't tend to fax me back. So <laughs> <laughs> no matter how many candy hearts I send them, <laughs> they fax me on them. <laughs> Before they replace them with email me, email me. So the movie. I, I also like that the fax machines were essentially like dot matrix style, <laughs> in, in in like ASCII. <laughs> like I, I was fired all written out with asterisks. I, I was shocked during the trip to Wisconsin how many uh, different uh, dot matrix printers I saw in places. I'm like, people still use these? Like they were all over the airports. It's never made me for, more afraid to fly. <laughs> I'm like that I'm like the desk attendants just printing out something out of dot matrix. I'm like this is this is really still a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we also talked to the desk guy and he said that GPSs were still a thing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, "Do you still sell GPSs?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I've sold 7 today." Yeah, it was just like everyone gets one. I'm like, "You don't know your telephone just does that." It's all the old people with the flip phone still or just yeah. the just the brick the brick phones. <laughs> Whip out the next tell. <laughs> the hip holster. The Nokia. <laughs> so I, I wanted to play another scene that came up later, which was... Newspapers? Uh, newspapers. They still have newspapers in the future. They do still have newspapers. In fact, they, they actually talk a little now. bit about paper later. <laughs> but uh, here's a Wait scene. a minute. Wait a minute. They still have newspapers now, Alex? Yes, they do. Believe it or not, I, I, they were they were correct. <laughs> uh, actually, at the end of this clip, I think they talk a little bit about paper. But this is another thing that is turning out that might potentially come true. Besides the fact that the dates don't quite match up, you got two days. <laughs> oh, sorry, this is live. Sorry. <laughs> I wish I could go back to the beginning of the season, put some money on the Cubs. I just meant Miami. What did you just say? I said I wish I could go back to the beginning of the season. Put some money on the cubby. <laughs> repeating stuff again. It's a PG movie. You gotta make sure you get it. Did he imply that there was a baseball team in Miami? He did. Yes, which there is now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Although they did not qualify for the playoffs this year. Yeah, too bad. But then they, at the end of that clip, they were discussing how paper now has like anti-dust material on it so that it can no longer collect dust. And that's oh. how people read books now. So Teflon? Yep. Teflon, Teflon papers. I, I'm sure if I owned a Kindle, there'd be a bunch of dust on it. <laughs> <laughs> but not on the pages. Right, true. Good, good point. Good point. That imagine how much hygienic, more hygienic the hoarder lifestyle would be if newspapers didn't collect dust. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that's the key problem with the hoarder lifestyle. <laughs> The yeah, the dust, the principal hazard, <laughs> not the cat feces. What's up? Apparently, uh, Charlie's taking a call because he's that's more important than us. Hey, All sorry, right, hold I'm on, back. hold on one second. I'm back. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make a quick call here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling? 
Uh, I don't know. Hold on. It's calling us <laughs> need to put some money on the cubbies. <laughs> Hello? Hey, hey, hey. Um, are you on the podcast? No, not, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll call you later. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Sorry, sorry. I just I forgot to to call someone. Uh, <laughs> glad we have a tag now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing though uh, that could won't come true, but could still come true is Cubs winning. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's still a possibility. They're on two games done. I, I, I mean, I bet the Blue Jays this year, so I have my. I have to hope the ink doesn't wear off the ticket that I have for it. So. I mean, part of me wants the Cubs to get fairly far and then lose, so that I can read on social media about how Mike Sussner broke something in his rage. Oh, all right. <laughs> they, I mean, they don't, they don't understand the true plight of the like Lions fan, where they they actually like made the playoffs. Like. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, they're close to winning. Like, <laughs> don't even know what close to winning feels like. Well, in the future too, it's possible that baseball is played with retractable baseball bats, like there also was yeah. in this movie. Oh yeah, Biff uh, carried around his retractable baseball bat to beat people with. Blurns ball. Blurns ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a reference to something in the newspapers called slam ball. Yeah, that I noticed playoffs. that. Which I assume is a combination of uh, basketball and golf. <laughs> <laughs> basketball basketball <laughs> one other thing i noticed is that people were throwing out their laser discs <laughs> when uh, uh doc brown leaves jennifer in the trash which by the way is also a very rick thing to do <laughs> uh sh- she'll be fine morty <laughs> uh yeah like instead of just having like you know, the cardboard all pressed up like we have had in the past. Now we have laser discs and occasional CDs in, the, in similar configurations. <laughs> yeah, and in the pa- in, in that in the movie, they go back to Betamax. So, it's... <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> also, we have yet to see police officers with scrolling text on their hats. <laughs> yeah, those were pretty cool. That's true, but they, uh, they're I called assume, CSA agents. I, I assume they both made them deliberately female cops to show how futuristic it was. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually something that's more happened. That's plausible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also one other line. Hilldale. Nothing but a breeding ground for tranks, lobos, and zip heads. Yeah, they ought to tear this whole place down. So yeah, those are the two female cops. I'm not sure what lobos are. <laughs> Did you just have the two female cop conversation like clipped up and ready to go for this podcast? <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. What, is it lobos or low blows? Either way. I don't know what that means. Well, What's lobos are wolves. <laughs> so they're worried about wolves? What about, well, what about werewolves? <laughs> what about hobos? Oh, homeless wolves. Right, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. That makes sense. (laughs) So, is Needles in the first movie, the character? Yeah, it's presented as if we should know who Needles is. Yeah, or alternately, that we should be like, hey, it's Flea from the Red Hot Chili (laughs) Peppers. But either way, I found that very odd. I was like, 
Am I supposed to know who that is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is wait, he doesn't make an appearance in the first movie? I don't remember him being in the first movie. Maybe he is. Maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe he's one of the people like the beginning who like threatens him. Yeah, there must be something like, yeah. Do, yeah, does he ever does he ever so when when is the scene when he like revs up his jeep by him and all that? Cuz there's like two of those, right? And there's one where he does the yeah, there's one where he crashes and one where he doesn't. So whenever they have that scene. Uh, apparently I should have watched more than just two. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I was treating this like Superman 2 in Charlie's universe. I will only watch the sequel. <laughs> there were two uh, two things on TV that were interesting. One is Marty made a reference to something called the Atrocity Channel. It's like, oh, it's the Atrocity Channel. <laughs> I missed that. That's in the background, I think, when they're heating up the pizza or something. Oh, wow. And there was also a commercial on the television when he's watching, I think, six different channels at once, advertising something called the Headlight Tit. (laughs) (laughs) And it has a woman with two headlights instead of breasts. (laughs) Well, I guess at least with the the Atrocity Channel, the movie correctly predicted the rise of TLC. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what we call a zinger, <laughs> a zinger. <laughs> i'm gonna file that under zingers but speaking of the family scenes did you guys notice who plays the daughter of marty mcfly i only know that now that we discussed it <laughs> just yeah. before the I, podcast I, started i didn't know that i had no idea until about 15 well until about an hour ago yeah uh marty mcfly's daughter is also played by michael j fox <laughs> wait what yep. clearly I need to have watched this movie recently <laughs> well I didn't I only noticed it this most recent time where he's like it's Michael J. Fox wearing a long blonde wig <laughs> and kind of talking in a high pitched voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was very strange like I don't know why they didn't just get uh, Elizabeth Shue to do it <laughs> That would kind of make sense. Well, she's playing the mother, but at the same well, time, I guess Marty's playing the father. So no. if you have to make one choice of which of the two of those would play a double part, I don't know. So you know who else is in this movie that I didn't realize? Who? Billy Zane. <laughs> is he? Yes. <laughs> who does he play? He's one of uh, Biff's uh, thugs. Oh, yeah. Now that you mention it, I get it. Yeah. Because his name pops up in the opening credits. and I'm like, Billy Zane is in this movie? <laughs> He made the opening credits? He did. Yeah. Flea did not wow. make the opening credits, but <laughs> Billy Zane did. Okay. Which brings up another question I had, which is, all right, so they go back into the present 1985, which is the alternate 1985 universe right. where Biff basically controls everything. Yep. And so he's outside Biff's tower where Biff lives, and he's watching some sort of documentary like proclaiming how awesome Biff is. And then yep. his Biff's thugs come and knock him out and pull him up to the top of the tower. And my question is, why? Because like, he lives they... there. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He lives in Switzerland. So upon realizing that he's back from Switzerland, they decide they need to knock him out. Well, because he's not going to come quietly. They can do it the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> why? The easy oh. way. <laughs> <laughs> but if he came all the way back to the tower from switzerland isn't he gonna want to go up does he want to come all his way to watch that video and then leave yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, maybe Marty McFly in the alternate uh, universe is always causing trouble for Biff and, you know, setting fire to the videos and the statues and stuff. I mean, I guess so, yeah. You know, he could be a lot more of a truant <laughs> and a punk. So one of the newspapers refers to Richard Nixon getting a fifth term, and this is in the dystopian uh, yes. universe. No. So apparently we're in the Watchmen universe. <laughs> <laughs> Biff has single-handedly caused Nixon to continue to be president. It, doesn't Richard Nixon's head win an election in uh, Futurama? That's that's in the future still. Oh, all right. But that might be some alternate future timeline. And this is probably diving too much into the minutia of the movie, but... No, no. Dive mm -hmm. in. Yeah, that's so, the best part of the All right. So this Biff, is a movie that requires intense scrutiny. Biff is, <laughs> that's clearly what they're going for. <laughs> so Biff in twenty fifteen. It can't it can't Biff. all be just people wishing they had iridescent hats. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, why doesn't that hat exist? I'd wear that hat. <laughs> so old Biff from the future goes back to nineteen fifty five gives himself the almanac but then yep. when he comes back to the future he ends up in the original timeline but when marty and dot go back to 1985 they end up in the alternate timeline so why did Be the old biff come back to the original timeline uh because the way time works so the future is essentially a state of more entropy right that's what time is is progression from low entropy to high entropy right Mm -hmm. So in order for that to happen, it takes time. So the changes that Biff had wrought initially hadn't filtered all the way down to 2015. So he worked, arrived in the real timeline because the changes in entropy hadn't made their way through the timeline yet. But oh. by the time Doc and Marty uh, went back to 1985, which isn't 2015... By the time they went back to 1985, those changes had made their way through to 1985. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I stopped listening to entropy. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm, I have additional questions. <laughs> Go ahead. So, at what rate does time move then? At what rate does time move? Because apparently, uh, apparently, apparently, you're saying time moves faster than time, right? Well, the changes to time, but it's not instant. Yeah, yeah, changes to time, changes. Uh, you know, time moves at roughly the speed of plot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there has to be something like that because Doc seems really concerned about doing things at particular times. Like, and he's always in a hurry despite the fact that he has a time machine. <laughs> For instance, like... It's he, not slowing his aging process. <laughs> <laughs> no, the facelift does that. <laughs> I forgot about that part. That was kind of amusing. But yeah, they have to get the almanac back from Biff, like right when he gets it. Like clearly, based on the newspaper, he has to wait until he's 21 to actually bet on it. So don't you have a good several years during which any time you could go back and steal the almanac back from him? Why yeah, does it have but... to be right when there's, you know, Marty and Doc already there? So there's like dual versions of themselves. Just, why not just go to some time when there wasn't a dual version of yourself? Well, because at that point, Biff realizes the true potential of the book, as he does when he's driving down the car and hears about Michigan State winning. <laughs> so uh, at that point, he's going to lock it away and make it inaccessible to Marty and Doc to steal it without causing all their own major problems to the timelines. 
Or if you don't like that, they have to get it before uh, Biff can make a copy. Yeah, oh, copies. Yeah. He might as uh, not good as he is with stock phrases and things like screen door on a on a battleship and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He, but he still might have thought about that. <laughs> Biff faxes himself a copy. Mm, they seem to have predicted google glass but there's only one phone line in their house so there's a point where they're all yeah they uh do people use google glass is that is that still a thing no they've already phased out at this point yeah they did i think so it's already inaccurate but yeah both the kids at the dinner table had glasses on that they were watching things and the phone calls came in on them but there was only one phone line so they had to tell (laughs) their dad to go pick it up somewhere else (laughs) <laughs> oh well i just assumed they're sharing a skype account it could be that's being projected to their oculus riffs <laughs> <laughs> i really liked their little descending thing full of like fruits and vegetables that was, oh, yeah, that was neat. actually kind of a a, a happy twist a yeah even in the dance. worst slums of uh hill valley you can get fresh fruits and vegetables yeah <laughs> Even if you prefer rehydrated pizza from Pizza Hut. And they correctly predicted that Pizza Hut still exists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does anyone still have the glasses from Pizza Hut that came out in association with the movie? I didn't know there were glasses that came out. Yeah, there's like neon, like green and orange glasses with like one side has like a kind of spike at the top. And yeah, they're pretty cool. And you could get them mm-hmm. at Pizza Hut. In conjunction with this movie coming out. Do you still have your pair? I wish I still had my pair. I don't. Sorry, I just hear football talk in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Aren't you guys waiting for the the Star Wars trailer at halftime? I think. Is that halftime? Oh, was that today? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just figured I would wait till the internet would offer it up to me. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Live though, right? I, I did see something on Facebook about uh racists making it obvious that they're racist <laughs> what with the hashtag boycott star wars 7 because it has an anti-white agenda <laughs> <laughs> i'm not making that up but it was nice of racist to clearly label themselves as such yeah <laughs> it's always good when you can draw them out of the woodwork <laughs> One other person who's in uh, Back to the Future Part 2 that I didn't know until I saw the credits, Elijah Wood. What? Really? Is one of the kids playing the arcade game, apparently. Oh, yeah. He would have been like, yeah, seven or something. Hmm. Where they... Uh... Glad you could pick out the seven-year-old Elijah Wood in the movie, Charlie. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? Does he have a line? He's not the one who says it's a baby, like a baby's Well, toy. they both have lines, right? Like, one's like, it's a baby's toy. The other's like, you have to use your hands or something like that. So, they predicted the connect, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, the importance of retro arcades in the... In 2015 as well. <laughs> True. Was Wild Gunman ever actually an arcade machine? I've never seen one, but I, I assumed it was. You think it's just a Nintendo tie-in, and so they made it specifically for this movie? Could be. Hmm. By the way, the Nintendo, the NES, turned 30 years old yesterday. Ooh. Oh wow! Okay. I celebrated were... by finally beating Mario One for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Although Wild Gunman was also available on the PlayChoice 10 arcade system, the movie Back to the Future Part 2 features an unreleased Nintendo vs. System version. 
Wait, so the Play Choice 10, they were Play Choice 10s with a light gun then? Uh, allegedly? <laughs> I mean, I imagine it wouldn't be that hard to wire up, since isn't a Play Choice 10 essentially a Nintendo in an arcade cabinet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I imagine it wouldn't be too difficult to hook up a Zapper equivalent. But that brings us to another exciting thing about Back to the Future Parts 2 and 3, specifically the Nintendo spin-off game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else remembers the sheer joy that was that game. <laughs> I remember of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember of it. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I don't think we ever got to the Back to the Future 3 part, did we? No, I recall that we wandered around a green post apocalyptic Hill Valley 2015, <laughs> fighting off thugs and stuff. Just to uh, refresh our memories, Alex gave the game a 5. <laughs> Charlie and Adam each gave it a 2. Which means Alex <laughs> rated by watching, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you played that I, enough. I like some games more than you guys. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> my ratings. That was a game to avoid. That just prompted me to check my collection, and I'm looking, and I realize I only have Back to the Future 1 here. Which is not exactly <laughs> a great game either. Also a terrible game. <laughs> I guess the last thing I wrote down was that Doc seems really concerned about Marty taking the almanac back to the past so they can do sports betting. However, he doesn't seem to care that Marty stole the hoverboard and took that along with him and uses that later. Did he, like, sneak that in the car? No, he just throws it in. He just throws it in. All right. So that's not a big uh, deal. Futuristic floating technology. but Well, because you can't turn that into parlay tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder to make money off of it. You still make money off of it. Yeah, I like the parlay ticket plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh one other thing i noticed just while reading up a little bit on the behind the scenes stuff was that thomas f wilson who plays biff at one point was apparently rooming with andrew dice clay mm -hmm. and yakov smirnoff at the same time <laughs> <laughs> how did he end up being the least interesting roommate <laughs> <laughs> he apparently used to joke that he taught them both about America. <laughs> oh, yeah, one other thing. Is Back to the Future Part 2 the first movie sequel that turns out to only be half the movie? First movie sequel that turns out to only be half the movie. What you right, mean where so they, like, they presume so like, they are so like the Matrix Potter 7 Part 1? No, 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 like, Matrix, The Matrix like... is its own movie, but then The Matrix Reloaded requires you to see the rest of it. Or Pirates of the Caribbean's one, but then Dead Man's Chest requires you to see the second, or the third movie to get the rest of the story, right? As opposed to things like Empire Strikes Back, which more or less is a self-contained story I see. that just has a couple unresolved issues and things. Where it was successful enough in the first movie that they knew that they could directly connect the second and the third movie. In fact, already right. having shot it... At the so same the preview, time. Yeah. The, yeah. So at the very end of the movie, you see scenes from Back to the Future Part 3. Right. So what I'm asking is, is Back to the Future Part 2 directly responsible for me being angry at movies when I go to them? And I, <laughs> and I get to the end, I'm like, what the hell? I paid $5 for this? $5? Where are you $5. going to see a movie for $5? <laughs> 
Uh, AMC. You hop in the time machine for that? No, the uh, the AMC theaters, the early shows are, I'm sorry, 539 because they don't incorporate the tax into the final cost for some reason. Mm. Yeah, you, you have to go on Tuesdays for the $5 movies here. At uh, NCG? Yeah. They're still $5? Uh, you know, I think so. Friggin' matinee is like 8.36 where I'm at. Specifically $8.36? Is yes. that like their pricing? Okay, all right. This yeah, is the only they, game they, in they raised it. <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah, unless you want to go to the cheap seats, the, the second-run theaters. Was it like $4.83 there? <laughs> go see Harry Deathly Hallows at... Uh... <laughs> no, no, they show the knockoffs at the second-run theaters. <laughs> Barry Cotter <laughs> and the Deathly Bellows. Welcome back, Barry Cotter. Welcome back. <laughs> the high school years. <laughs> the Venusian. The Venusian. <laughs> and he burned up. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Don't send anyone after him. <laughs> So in the final analysis, do we think Back to the Future Part 2 holds up? First of all, in its predictions of 2015. And secondly, just as a movie in general. Well, time machines don't exist yet. <laughs> so they therefore cannot exist ever, right? Wait, wait, that was a problem for 1985 as well. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, whoever discovers them must just be really responsible in, in keeping, keeping their uh, impact to a minimum. That's true. They could have been discovered a long time ago, and we wouldn't know. I think overall, it I think it swung for the fences a little bit in its predictions of the future. <laughs> I don't think we're quite there yet. But. Well, I don't know. We've got the self-lacing shoes. We've got Pepsi Perfect and flat-screen TVs. And Jaws 19's got a trailer. I don't know what more you want. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, it doesn't mean that all the Jaws in between have actually been made. You can That's skip. true. Yeah. Maximum Spielberg, we're going straight to 19. <laughs> How about as just a movie in general? It did what it needed to do, which is it transitioned into the third one, but I... That's what it needed to do? I think so. I would have assumed it needed to get people to go see it. <laughs> that, that it did as well. <laughs> I mean, it was always my favorite as as a kid, just pretty much for the 2015 rendition and the excitement that surrounds that which isn't even half the movie it's like it's like only like 30 minutes of it like yeah it's like a tiny little piece most of the future predictions are yeah in about a 15 minute span and then all the stuff in like the dystopian present i suppose yeah it takes a little while yeah where (laughs) the becomes donald trump basically (laughs) yeah Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see anything about Biff running for office. <laughs> I mean, if you just look at look at his picture on on Biff Towers, it's it's hard to deny. Yeah. <laughs> Although I like speaking of bizarre things happening, I like how Biff confronts Marty on top of Biff Towers or whatever it was, pointing a gun at him, and then Marty jumps off, and Biff's like, "What? You're so dumb." And then Marty floats back up, and he's just standing there, even though Biff's still pointing a gun at him. <laughs> well, he knows that Biff will be so surprised that he'll be unable to shoot. <laughs> he, was, he was really throwing all his eggs in the surprise basket. <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, I I like Back to the Future Part 2. I still think the first one is my favorite, but uh I enjoy Back to the Future 2 even though it uh even though I'm apparently crediting it as being directly responsible for Pirates of the Caribbean 2. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the one time where I genuinely didn't know that it was only half a movie and was just and first of all, I had to wait in line for like two hours for it because uh, the showing we were going to was sold out or something. And uh, Aaron Kane refused to let me play my DS in line because it was, quote, antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was there and I sat through a three hour movie and it was only half over. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, this one clocked but, in at like an hour 45. It was a good length. I like that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, nowadays you sit through a two and a half hour movie and it's still up. A complete movie. The Hobbit. Yeah, oh God, the, <laughs> that was. I I remember being so mad at the end of the the second Hobbit movie, just being like, "Oh, dragon flying off into the distance." Oh yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would enjoy the Hobbit movies more if they had cut out all the extra crap and kept them to like two hours each. Yeah, I still I think I would have enjoyed them more. I still or like two movies even. Yeah. Yeah. Because the third one's just like, there's just so much in that one that where I'm just like, this didn't happen and I don't care. Yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> even feel like Lord of the Rings universe anymore. It's just like, okay, now you're just making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> you're creating villains we don't know about and heroes that never existed. Oh, and then uh, Legolas and the elf girl get in a fight on some ice. <laughs> the dwarves are there and then there's an orc. And then there's some more orcs, and there's probably like a warg or something. <laughs> so the Hobbit 3, or maybe all three of them, are the fan fiction version? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I believe I've said this before, but I'm looking forward to someone going through and editing together the Hobbit, the book cut, where it's oh. just the stuff from the book, and it's like a two-hour movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. Alex, any final thoughts? Oh, sorry, though. I was just watching the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> You heard it here first, live. I'm the best you all. My live tweet of the trailer. <laughs> instant commentary. <laughs> yeah, what's your instant commentary on the trailer? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the amount of Harrison Ford in the trailer, percentage-wise, is the same as it is in the movie. In that you've seen all the Harrison Ford films in the tra- or shots in the trailer? I, I would I'd be extremely disappointed if that were the case. He <laughs> did make it on the poster, I noted. Yeah, 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 but I'm not sure I saw Mark Hamill on the poster. I, that, no. that was some controversy bit. I don't know. Do you have any idea why Mark Hamill wasn't on there? They got Carrie Fisher on there. They they just cut him out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't that important to the plot. <laughs> Mark, for the last time, I need you to be Luke Skywalker, not the Joker. All right, well, I think that wraps it up for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And I'm Alex Clark. I'm Doug Gobeski. And I'm Paul Wilcox. Yay, still in alphabetical order. Thanks, guys. All right. (laughs) We're we're getting this down. We hope you uh, are enjoying slash have enjoyed Back to the Future Day. And uh, I guess we'll see you in January 1885 next. Because oh, I've been told time is circular. <laughs> so I sorry. did hit my head and draw something <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> so wait, why why when Doc got struck by lightning in the DeLorean, 
Why was there a 99 written backwards in the sky? Hmm. Uh, coincidence? <laughs> okay. Or an upside down and backwards 66 or something. I don't know if that, that meant something, or maybe I wasn't doing the subtraction correctly. Subtraction? Like, maybe there was like, that was like the difference between years, but he didn't go back to like 1899 or anything. Well, like we went backward, two backwards 19, nines. 1985, right? To 1885. Yes, right? except he didn't. He went from eight or 1955 to 1885. Uh, he only went 70 uh, years. All right. I guess that's a question you're going to have to Google. Ask Google Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask Max Spielberg. <laughs> Maximum Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listeners, thanks for listening to that episode. You can check us out on Facebook, or you can follow us on Twitter at GW Report. And you can always check out our website at www.kobeskywallsreport.com, which is full of our podcasts and extra musings that you can read. That's true. There's a lot of art. Is there? Yeah, writings and artistic things that are deserving of your attention. So check it out. You better. Or what? Can you hear that right now on my end? Here. I don't think so. What? All right. Apparently someone in the next apartment is taking a shower. Oh, no. I can hear the pipes. The sensual hiss of the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let me know if my volume ever gets up to the point where it's getting annoying. <laughs> I can still hear Charlie. It's too <laughs> loud. <laughs> yeah, I was just, you know, trying to think of the best joke I could come up with there.